2: Good morning, football. We are presented by Old Chopper Beef Jerky in New York City, best city in the land. It's November 8th. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Branter here, and he is a two time Super Bowl champion, a six time Pro Bowl running back who ran for over 11,000 yards. He'll probably drink 11,000 coffees today. Great friend of the show, Lushcon McCoy. Oh, ya! Yeah! Hey. What up?
3: I'm home here. It's uh-huh. to be here. You can
2: just waltz in here with your Hermes belt and your watch going. Your ears. She
3: come knows style. Uh, <laughs> come
2: on. Clearly, I'm I, a do, shot not, with you. I wow. do not. I do not. I have to change my outfit for tomorrow to keep up with you. Love that you're here. Lots to talk about. A lot of. Um, Weird storylines, plot plotlines, yeah. taking down juggernauts—it was fun. And you'll notice the pins we're wearing. Speaking of fashion, in honor of the NFL Salute to Service campaign, it is our year-round effort uh, to honor, to celebrate, to empower, to connect with the nation's service members, veterans, and their families. And you can learn more about the NFL's work with its longstanding military and veteran nonprofit partners by visiting NFL.com/salute. As for now, what a game last night between the Titans and the Rams! It's time for the lead block.
4: Let's, lead block, the Let's get to the lead block. All right. So if last week was Hero Back of quarterback week is this week great teams getting their butts kicked week what certainly the Rams wouldn't happen to them they're at home they got Matthew Stafford they got Von Miller now who did not play because of an ankle injury but what if I were to tell you that it was all about the Titans pass rush? we have an interstitial of Matthew Stafford getting sacked is it Tanika Autry it's Jeffrey Simmons who had three sacks in the first half the Rams' old line just getting beaten and battered, and there was all sorts of talk afterwards. Well, there were comfort shacks. And, I don't know. How about this? 28-16. to 16, Cooper Cup 11 catches, great, but we didn't show any of them because they didn't really matter. The Titans are 7-2. and two. Yeah. Let's hear from Mike Vrabel, who talked about confidence, and Sean McVay, whose energy was still up at 1,000. Take it away, coaches.
3: Success leads to confidence. You know, Going out there and being able to view it,
4: continue to improve, and that's, that's the message. We're better now than what we were to start the season. And that's the most important thing in the National Football League is that you find ways to continue to improve. I mean, you obviously have to find ways to win, but along the way, you got to find ways to get better. We're
0: not going to allow one game to define us. I don't think that's reflective of the type of football team we are. We had a rough night, and it really seemed
5: like kind of that was kind of the narrative for the night. You know, really it was, you know, a lot of those things that occurred that are uncharacteristic. And I choose to believe that tonight was not the reflection of who we are.
2: Well said by the coach there. No Derrick Henry, though, in Tennessee got the job done. Their offense was struggling a bit to start. Their defense came to play, something that I've been critical of all season long, and they get it done when they need it. Triggs, what did you make? It was pretty convincing for the Titans last
5: night. Not only did they beat the Rams, they beat them up in like a way that was so physical that I didn't see that happening. you think they lose Derrick Henry, that this Titans team was going to suddenly become a passing offense and we're going to spread it out. They did the same thing that we thought the Rams would do to them. They beat them up in the trenches, and the pass rush was incredible. It wasn't just pass rush. They got to Stafford, and then they beat him down. It was sack after sack after sack. Kyle, you mentioned it. Jeffrey Simmons had three in the first half. He's a former first round pick. It's been a couple years since he's got going, and now he's going. He's the guy. Danico Autry, free agent signing. Bud Dupree, free agent signing. Their defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, outside linebackers coach for years, gets promoted to defensive coordinator. This is what the Titans were missing in recent years. And Kay, you said you've been critical of the defense. I've been critical of the defense because empirically, from the data, the last few years, pass rush, it's been woeful. Look at this this stat here I want to bring up here. This is all of 2020. They were 19 in total sacks. We are nine weeks through the season. They have 23 sacks. They're tied for fifth in the entire NFL. And they're getting after the quarterback. Stafford looked bruised. He looked battered. Kyle, I know you were blown away by the defense, too, just based on our pre-show call. But I didn't see it going down like this. I
4: don't know. It was incredible. they They had the feeling of, like, uh... They went in and beat up the Hollywood elite. You know, like the Rams are so pretty and they yeah. got this cool stadium and they got the cool players. I see that. And they're like, I don't care. We don't have 12 stars like you guys do. All we have is a few guys to beat you up. What do you think, Shady? And, and the
3: way they played that defense, I swear, it's like you hear about this great offense all week. Oh, they're so great. They're so good. Matt Stafford, he's making these plays, making that play. And you hear about it consistently. Yeah. So you come out on Sunday, you want to prove yourself. And it looked like the defense actually proved itself. Peter, you talked about it. They beat him up up front. It was aggressive. It was a physical, like, like nightmare uh-huh. for, for Matt Stafford. Uh-huh. And then also, like, when I look at the whole game, they played well together. Like, you lose your best player, so mm-hmm. you ultimately think that, okay, lose That's the best true. player, they're going to go downhill. No. They kept playing. They made plays. They converted on third downs, and they played great defense. They won the game. What do you think about that?
4: Like, we talked about this a lot last week. Derrick Henrys, the whole offense. is everything. I had this thing where, like, if you lose your best player, sure, it hurts on paper. Yeah. But it's so much more complicated than that. Like, all you hear about is you're going to get your butts kicked. And meanwhile, this is a team now. This is Titans. They've beaten the Bills. They destroyed the Chiefs. They beat the Colts. That's they right. beat up the Rams. Like they are absolutely on fire right now. And I, if anything, anything, I think they were pissed and motivated. That like we're nothing without Derrick Henry. You know, it's like
3: Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams. We can sing too. Right, okay, right, right. just because they're not here, we still know how to sing. And I was impressed as hell. I think you got to give them credit though. Like we don't give them enough credit. They're a team that are playing well together. They were
2: not playing very well to start the season at all, like offensively. Nothing was good. Now they are a great team. Like, they're mm-hmm. the defense stepping up just tells you a lot about that team.
3: They lose a big one to, to the Cardinals early, right? Mm-hmm. And they kind of get it together. I mean, they, they come in, they beat the Chiefs, right? Even though the Chiefs are not playing great, they still are the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Then the Colts, they come back and rally back. They beat the Colts twice. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat a divisional opponent and sweep them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the whole year. Mm-hmm. So I, we played them two years ago, right, okay. with the Chiefs, championship game and we were not, like, blown away. Like, this team's not that good. They're going to run the ball. They're just okay. They had us about 20-some points in the first half, but it's time to give them credit. They mm-hmm. find a way to win. Well, when mm-hmm. They
2: came into it number one in the AFC, so that's already pressure on your shoulders. You lose your best player, and right. now I look at their very interesting position there in sole possession, still, of the AFC. Their second half schedule, guys, mm. very fun. Nice. They <laughs> very fun. For them, it is. Take a listen. Uh, they've got the Saints next week. The Saints have a bucket load of problems of their own. They have the Patriots week 12, and then they have the Steelers week 15. Those are the 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 only teams in playoff position that they face the rest of the Mm -hmm. way. It is a whole lot of Texans. It is a whole lot of Dolphins and Jags. So if the defense can keep playing like this, Mm -hmm. Kyle, Mm -hmm. I don't know, and the offense can find a rhythm, which they sort of were lacking last night, but not too much. They've got A.J. back. Everything's clicking. Like I said, I wanted to see all three phases of this Mm -hmm. team play the same way, and they're unstoppable. It looks like they are that in the AFC.
4: It was an unbelievably great win on national television. I I, I would just ask this. It's Monday morning. We're doing backflips for the Tennessee Titans, who I think rode an emotional wave this week. (laughs) LaShawn, I look at you. There's no Derrick Henry. He's not coming back. Can right.
3: they keep this up? Or was this just a nice night for them on the offensive part? Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, okay, it's obvious that the Rams didn't play well on offense, which we're not used to seeing, right? But I do think that this is like a test. Can we get it done without Derrick Henry? Uh huh. And the answer is yes. They proved it. Mm-hmm. They proved it last night. I think if the defense plays well like this and the offense can just manage the game, because Ryan Tannehill, he's used to that, managing the game. If they can do that... This is a formula that they can win with. Hmm.
5: Yeah, and quick shout out. They're missing three different defensive backs who are all starters at some point. And I got to say, he came on our show. But if there's any award, we want to Kevin Bayard. This let's, guy, give, let's give it to him. Bro. Kevin let's give Bayard it to him. is fantastic. Great play. And he's playing like an all pro safety. Let's go to another game in the AFC here Browns and Bengals in Cincinnati. Last time we saw the Bengals, they lost to the Jets. Last mm-hmm. time we saw the Browns, they lost to the Steelers. Uh, who wins this one? This was all Cleveland in a big AFC North oh. showdown. third and goal that's Denzel Ward that's 99 yards that is a touchdown browns go up 7 to nothing that's burrows 10th interception this season uh, and that is a huge game changer right from go the browns are back baby 41 to 16, an absolute smackdown of the Bengals. And the Browns are right back in the playoff picture.
2: Bengals lose again. Donovan Peoples-Jones, what a game he had, and it was dominant, and we welcome in Ian Rappaport this morning, taking a look at the AFC. Odell Beckham on his way out of Cleveland. Let's talk next steps for him, because I was watching this game thinking, okay, Odell, how, would he have fit in? Were they better with Alf without him? Lots of questions. What are some answers?
6: you know we're starting to get some answers about whether or not they're better off without him the the browns denied it for so long really tough to deny it now but odell beckham is going to have his new team in due time here's the mechanics of how his mutual release his mutual parting of ways is going to work. He is officially going to go on waivers today. So despite all the discussion about Odell Beckham's release, despite players wearing shirts that said free Odell, even though he actually was already freed, he hadn't hit waivers yet. So that is going to happen today. Between today and tomorrow, somebody can claim him. We'll find out at 4 p.m. tomorrow whether or not he's claimed. If a team claims him, they owe him $7.2 million for the rest of the season. That is a lot. That K makes it... highly unlikely that a team would claim him just because the salary is so great for a player you know very very talented but he'd have some questions about if he is not claimed then he is a free agent he could sign with whoever he wants after Tuesday at four and at that point four point two five million dollars will be charged to the Browns so they get three million dollars in savings if he is not claimed and Beckham would get to choose his new team
4: it's an exciting weekend you're all over it we'll keep checking in on that meanwhile the Cardinals win The Dolphins win, both with backup quarterbacks yesterday. But what's the deal with Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa, especially in a week where we're going to see the Dolphins on a short week on Thursday night?
6: Well, let's start with Kyler. Dealing with an ankle sprain, and I know they talked about a potential game-time decision. didn't seem like it was really a game-time decision. Seemed pretty clear late in the week that he was not going to play, and Cole McCoy took all the snaps, looked comfortable, really looked pretty good. Uh, and now for this ankle sprain with Kyle, you do not need to rush him back. So where it stands, from my understanding, is he does have a, a chance to play next week, but it is not a guarantee. It's not a certainty. It's a long season. They would like to get him healthy. Meanwhile, for Tua Tagovailoa, what a little bit of a surprise because there was some optimism earlier in the week that he'd be able to go. But he has a tiny fracture on a middle finger of his throwing hand. He actually did do a pregame workout and it wasn't a pain tolerance issue. It was a he just couldn't throw far enough issue just because of that injury. And now he's got a short week. They play Thursday night. It seems to be up in the air whether or not he'll actually be able to go. So we may see two games in a row of Jacoby Brissett rather than two.
2: Interesting. Thanks for the update there. As far as the Cardinals, the Bucks had a bye. But the Saints, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Packers all lost in the NFC yesterday. They got themselves a W. <laughs>
5: All right, Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur having a discussion. You got this, big fella, you got this. Your first round pick, let's go! Does Mahomes got it? I don't know if either one had it in this hey. one, It was a lot of, hey, it's my first NFL start and I'm playing an arrowhead with a screaming crowd and I'm trying to figure things out on the fly. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> 13 to seven. <laughs> Chiefs get the win. Neither team looked great, but the Chiefs have won their second straight. Here's Patrick Mahomes with the victory.
7: It was a battle all day long. Uh, I mean, we, we felt like we had good plays and that we were moving the ball and then we'd stall out. And it kind of kind of all day it felt like that. And then at the end of the day, uh, when we had a chance to, to go down there and really win it, um, after the defense had played a great game, um, guys stepped up and made plays.
2: Chiefs win before division leaders lost Dallas, Las Vegas, Buffalo, and those Green Bay Packers. They've got a big one in Week 10 up against another NFC team, the Seattle Seahawks. Ian Rappaport joining us now. Rodgers is on the COVID-19 list. He didn't play yesterday, of course. We saw Jordan Love. It was a great. What needs to happen for him to be back on the field for Green Bay this week?
6: First of all, the week of practice is basically going to belong to Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers, K is not allowed in the building. He's still quarantining until Saturday. So... All of the practice reps that Jordan Love wants and potentially needs, he's going to get them. So they're going to move forward with him as their practice quarterback. Then you get to Saturday. That will be 10 days uh, since Aaron Rodgers tested positive. Of course, as we know now, he is unvaccinated. So here are the rules that will make him eligible to get cleared on Saturday and then play in Sunday's game against the Seahawks. He basically has to have no fever, and he reported that as of now he doesn't have symptoms, although he did early. Uh, the, any symptoms he has must be improved, so he must basically be no fever, symptom-free. He must have his return approved uh, by a doctor, so not a team doctor, but a, a independent doctor, and then it has to be 10 days. All of this means, unless Aaron Rodgers has symptoms, he is going to be cleared. He is going to be eligible to play, and then you'd think, even though he hadn't practiced at all, it's Aaron Rodgers, so he'll probably be out there playing.
2: Of course, and we'll have updates on Russell Wilson, I'm sure, going into this one. Two of our favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. We'd love to see them both back on the field for Week 10 against each other. Those games are always weird between those two squads. Thank you so much, Ian Rappaport. Talk to you in a bit. No Aaron Rodgers. We saw Jordan Love. Uh, Kyle, your impressions of this game, this Chiefs narrow victory uh, over the Jordan Love-led Yes.
4: So Aaron Rodgers has a wild week. He has a very memorable, very unusual Friday Saturday, he's the cold open on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Pete Davidson plays him with the shirt and everything. And it's, it's, this is Friday, this is Saturday. And then I think Aaron Rodgers had a great Sunday. Like a, a, Aaron Rodgers was the winner of that game because we we're going to be showing that game for months and months and months in the offseason, if not years. Because Jordan Love like it didn't didn't have it, and it, listen, his first start fine. It's at Arrowhead fine. not a rookie. This, this is not a guy who's just fresh out of college. And I don't care what his stats were. I don't even care if he won. You just look for something like okay, we can work with that. Just didn't have it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, obviously wins this game. I think Blake Bortles wins this game if he plays for the Packers. I, I really do. It was that bad because the question now, the only thing that Jordan Love did a favor for was the Chiefs. Hmm. Because there's two questions in this again. What the hell was that from Kansas City? It's the second win in a row where they win, and Mahomes is explaining it afterwards as if they lost. So, look, we've talked about this. The entire industry has talked about this. It is this question of what is wrong with the Chiefs' offense. They scored 13 points. LaShawn, you want a Super Bowl run with the Chiefs. What is wrong with the Chiefs' offense? Because
3: I'm out of ideas. I I can't give you the right answer because I don't know. Really? It's tough. I mean, it looks so different. It looks so different. I'm used to putting a lot of points up. Um, I seen Mahomes had 166 yards at the end game. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to saying that for our first half. That I'm was honest. his career low in a game that he's played. His yeah. career low. So just just looking at it, I mean it they, they look so different. The defense played like that, right? Shutting that team down, mm-hmm. okay? They should be putting up points. 30 mm-hmm. points. I'm used to saying that. I'm used to saying the connection between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You know, sometimes in the zones that they, they can find he finds the zones. Pat and Kelsey. Tyreek Hill, all the guys are playing so far back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used to seeing like the short immediate passes and then getting five, six extra yards. So they look so different. I think they're trying to find themselves. Sometimes when you're struggling, you're trying to press. It looks like they're trying to press because they know who they are. Mm-hmm. They know that it's a big-time offense. They're just not playing like it. So I'm sure Andy Reid's up there right now this morning watching the show, trying to dial it up, draw it up. They got to find a way, man. Mm-hmm. They got to because mm-hmm. the defense is actually playing better the last two games.
5: Mm. I think any quarterback in the NFL was beating that Packers team yesterday. Literally Anybody. Anyone. I agree. And Mahomes didn't play well. Mm-hmm. Like it, Mahomes did not play well and the team looks completely out of sync. And there's reason for concern. I know it's weird that they won two games yeah. and we come on the next day and we're like doing the funeral for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but no. they might just be a team that's five and four and in the middle of the pack because yeah. Jordan Love was so bad in oh, that first God. half, and the Packers were so bad to be hanging around down 13-0. nothing. half. You're like, no, this game should be 45 to nothing. I can't wake up this morning and be like, Chiefs got it back on mm-hmm. track. They mm-hmm. haven't.
2: Let's talk about the Browns. Baker Mayfield put up maybe his best performance of the season without him on the field against the Bengals. What impressed us most from this one? We've got Vikings-Ravens highlights coming up.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm
7: CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter, let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all?
3: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all
4: All right, Vikings-Ravens, Mike Zimmer made a lot of trips to Baltimore when he was with Cincinnati for all those years. I wonder if he's got some memories of those to share. I don't know.
5: Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins. That was a great drive by Cousins. One minute left takes him all the way down the field.
4: Did they win the game? They did not. They did not because Justin Tucker never, yeah, does ever, it again. Ever, 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 ever misses. 36-yard field attempt. Good night. The Vikings lose to get to three and five. Nothing's over in the NFC. There's a six and seven spot that somebody has to get. Meanwhile, the Ravens six and two and cruising.
5: What's up, Lamar? Let's stay at the AFC North here. Bengals and Browns. Ravens got their win. Who would get the win here? Baker coming off a questionable performance against the Steelers last week. Bengals even worse against the Jets. Odell Beckham's gone. Donovan Peoples-Jones, we need you to step up. Peoples-Jones. D-P-J. Nick Chubb, what did you say earlier in the show, LaShawn McCoy? Yeah. The best running back in football. Take, that's take, that's a take. It's a blowout for the Browns. Bengals two straight losses. Browns get back into things. Here's Baker Mayfield, who was wearing a ratty white t-shirt and a and a sling and a, and a sport coat.
0: We'll take wins any way we can get them. And that's, I came here to win. I've said it over and over again. That's why I was brought here to change the culture, to help change the culture. Um, and continue to contribute, you know, towards that winning attitude. And, you know, our guys are bought in. They focused up and did their job, and um, that needs to be a a week-to-week thing.
2: Baker Rock and the Browns salute to service hat. Gotta love that. Long week for him and his team. All the drama starting the departure of O'Dell Buckley Jr. Mayfield proved yesterday maybe the star receiver isn't needed there to find success for this team. Guys, after the week the Browns just went through, how telling was this win over the Bengals? Or are we overlooking it?
5: You know, it's like Odell hasn't been a huge part of the team this season. And last year in the playoff run, like, I didn't feel like Odell was that guy. I think Odell Beckham's going to be fine. He'll end up somewhere else. He'll play a role this season. But I don't look at yesterday as like, look, addition by subtraction. Once they got rid of Odell, they're just fine. I do think there's some players in that locker room who are like, Odell hasn't been anything this year for us. He hasn't been that guy. So, right, right. you know, if his dad wants to tweet and LeBron wants to tweet and Marcus Stroman wants to tweet, <laughs> that's fine. We're going to be just okay. Like, we'll be okay on this one. I thought Baker got healthier over the last couple weeks. I think Baker looked good. And I think that's a team win that has nothing to do with Odell Beckham. And today, like, I think there's going to be a lot of thoughts on, look, they're better without Odell. They've been better without Odell for the last couple of years. Like... Odell was not gonna play a role in this game one way or the other. This team just outplayed the Bengals in Cincinnati and it looks like they got their groove back. Five and four, they're right back in this night.
3: Yeah, now I agree with you. I'm so excited to see the emerging role of Donovan, People Jones, give him a shot to go out there and prove himself. Look really, at this team; all they do is really run the ball and play action. Mm-hmm. So Odell, he's like a guy who needs a couple of receptions to get going. They just run the ball and take play action. So he wasn't really part of that team. I think when he got there, this is the name.
4: Yeah, it, I mean it was a huge name, and that boiled down to it. That's why we talked about it so much. I wish they had something every single week where someone's dad would make a video <laughs> slightly Baker because yeah, here's yeah. I, I saw a meme this weekend. All right, why and my it's dad the, the oh. Baker Mayfield <laughs> cycle. Play like bleep, criticized by media, underdog. Mentality, beat inferior opponent, call out doubters. Play like bleep, criticized (laughs) by media. It just goes, and this was the apparently the beat inferior opponent portion of the Baker-Mayfield cycle. Baker likes this stuff. He likes to be called out. It's this old-fashioned thing he has where the no-scholarship walk-on player comes out and absolutely looks like John Elway. Next week, is he going to do that again? I don't know. Mm -hmm. This was a resounding walloping of a division rival, which I absolutely respect. Again, we're at this point in the season where I'd say the same thing about the Titans. Sustainability. Like, Mm -hmm. are we going to be having this conversation? next week about Baker, or does he throw two more picks? Who is I it? don't B- know. Man, the <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, tight. there you go. Well, here's
2: the thing. Everything went his way.
4: Nick mm. Chubb's out
2: there averaging 10 yards a carry. He was spotted a pick six. Yep. Like, things were like, the world, the weight of the offense wasn't on his shoulders. The defense was fine. There's misleading numbers. I just want to prove out the other side. I don't know if Baker's better without Odell, but nobody does. I least. like where she's
3: going. Everyone okay.
2: that keeps putting up this stupid misleading statistic Which? that uh, the, the 16 games with Odell, right? 16 games of those games were with Friday Kitchens. Mm-hmm. Right. With Stefan I mean, come on, all of those games without Odell... Have been with Kevin Stefanski. If you look at it. in the Stefanski area, they're eight and five with Odell, fourteen and eleven without him. So the narrative that Baker is better without Odell, I don't think we. I don't think we know yet. I just don't think we know mm. because we had a different head coach that clearly turned the entire culture of the team around. Right.
3: Okay, can I can I say one thing? Because I please, I agree with please you. Please say what what do you right? like- she, she was going somewhere, right? Tell me. I want to ask you guys a serious question. All right, do you think the reason why the Browns run the ball so much is because they probably have the best running back in football and Kareem Hunt? This the, the, the backer yes. is really really good, or Do you think they run the ball that much to protect Baker Mayfield? Mm -hmm. Not put the ball in his hands. Let's give him a little bit of a time. Right? He's a first round draft pick. Mm -hmm. Right. He's not the best one in his class. So let's be safe. (laughs) What do you think? Because I'm always asking myself this question. See, I think Baker can play.
4: I saw about six or seven weeks in a row last year where he did not turn the ball over, did not throw an interception and destroyed Pittsburgh in the playoffs. He's taken some the last week or so about Odell's rights and Baker. And, you know, look, Steve Smith Sr. on this network did an entire rant on Thursday Night Football that Odell's leaving because Baker's an average player. I don't personally agree with that. I think he can play. I think they run because that's their philosophy. What about okay. those
2: big okay. spots, though? Give me that moment that Baker, right. when he ha- when he right. She's needs right.
4: to win. At Pittsburgh. In it. Pittsburgh in the playoffs, Yeah, right? I mean, I thought he was really good in that that's game. That's the only
5: big spot I got. But here.
0: how many
3: of them, though? Right? this is his fourth year.
5: Come on yeah. the, Browns, the Browns have had one playoff game in one playoff win in 30 years. When you say 4 years you you gave, you
3: gave me one moment Answer right. your question. They took they you took think, him number one, right? You asked us. So is Baker think? great? Just,
2: is Baker great?
3: I don't think so. Okay. I think he was the number one pick in his class, right? Yeah. I think he's the third best quarterback in his class. Okay. Right? I don't see it. I think they run the ball so much is because they don't really trust him to go out and take on this, this team. Because the other guys, right? The other guys in his class, mm-hmm. the, the quarterbacks. Josh they, Allen, Lamar. They they do it. It's mm-hmm. their team. Mm-hmm. Is it really Baker's offense? Is it his team? Just... Let's say it together. No. And it's it has- Chubb's team, right? Mm-hmm. Offense. Mm-hmm.
2: But then it's what's his value, right? What's his That's value? Happen what speak that, about the, it. The, but the money is going to come, it's, it's going to come contract. down to what do you pay Baker Mayfield for what, what he do does pay, with that offense? Or do so you pay him
3: anything uh, at all? I'm picking up everything she's putting down today. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm just, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying, I think nice. the Rocks to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're a complete team.
3: I mean, you plug, listen, all I'm saying is this. With a running game like that, and if you look at the history of football, you can put any quarterback in there to not turn the ball over to do that same stuff. Case Keenum won the
5: one game he played. Mm. Just
3: think of the history of football. Mm -hmm. One of those quarterbacks that was in Baker's
4: draft class had a tough day yesterday. One of those is just resoundingly better than Baker, apparently. (laughs) Let's
3: talk about Josh Allen.
4: Let's get into it. We have to address it. One player is named Josh Allen. Joshua Patrick Allen on the left. (laughs) Joshua, no middle name Allen on the right. (laughs) All right, so... They meet, they play against each other, certainly there would no be no high-profile plays, yes. I gotta tell you, Scott Hanson was so hilarious on this, he went up to He's his high register like, and Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen! Right. It was unbelievable. He loved that, right? I, he did. I think it was, it was his, like his best day in red zone. It was so awesome. And not the best day for the Bills or for Josh uh, Allen, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense was phenomenal. They were coached up, they were tough, they beat the hell out of the Bills offense. And they were the 32nd-ranked defense in the league. 9-6, goes God. loose.
2: It wouldn't be a Monday. Good morning, football with our little Nate Burleson. Let's welcome back, our favorite triple threat, a CBS Morning co-host, contributor to the NFL Today as well as NFL Network, the one and only Mr. Nathaniel Hello, Nate. Eugene Burleson. Love having you on the show. I've got LaShawn McCoy right here as well. So let's get right to it. Earlier we shared our espresso moments. Mine was from that same okay. game. I picked Nick Chubb in that explosive run. What do you think woke you up?
8: okay I'll go from that same game as well I'm talking about that Denzel Ward pick six. Oh yeah we know we call him the mm-hmm. warden and he is a lockdown cornerback but shout out to Denzel Ward man it's rare that you get a, a pick and then you could take it all the way to the crib we're talking 99 yards it was just a big time game by the Browns after everything that we talked about last week Odell Beckham being gone is it Baker is it Odell whose fault is it you know what as a team collectively they came out and they kicked butt and let's just keep but real, Cincinnati's a Really, really strong squad. So, great job by the Browns, but more specifically, Denzel Ward was my espresso moment.
5: Nate, great to see you. It was great to see you on the CBS set yesterday. Aside up, from fam? the espresso moment, we give out game balls on Monday. Who gets your game ball? We haven't given ours out yet. We're going to do it later in the show. Who gets the Nate Burleson one?
8: Yeah, I hear that you guys picked somebody that I wanted to. I won't give it away, so I had to switch it up. But I'm going with a guy that's deserving, um, Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert had a great game. And you know what I loved about his game? It was It wasn't that they had this cross-country road trip and they're playing in Philadelphia, which is tough to play. I mean, LaShawn could speak to it. There's so many teams that came from the West Coast and just got beat up because they couldn't either handle the team they were playing against or they couldn't handle the fan base. But Justin Herbert played well, threw the ball well. And then on top of that, in that final drive, I believe he had two quarterback sneaks to keep that drive going to put them in position to win. So shout out to Justin Herbert, man. He deserves my game ball.
4: It's a great game ball, Nate, and and again, for five years we've been trying to get people to understand. You saw the catches, but did you pay attention to the
8: fancy footwork? Nate, shout out to PL and tell us your favorite toe drag swag. I'm going with, I like this setup, Kyle. I'm going with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, pass catcher. All right, so let's go ahead and cue this up, man. It was one of the best catchers of the weekend in the back of the end zone. Check out Lamar Jackson, though. He's going to step up in the pocket. The pocket collapses around him. Mm-hmm. This is Devin DuVernay. Tips it to himself and then turns around, finds the ground, and he gets that knee down. And as we know, whether it's a knee, a hip, an elbow, that counts as two mm-hmm. feet. But how about that, though? Tipping it to himself, catching it, and then getting that knee down. Devin, and DuBernay with one great catch this past weekend. He wins the toe drag swag for the week for me. But, hey, I, I want to I jump in and ask my guy, uh, LaShawn, a question because, you know, oftentimes okay. I, I don't get a chance to interview you. When we played against each other, we're talking Lions versus the Philadelphia Eagles in that snowball. We're going some back what some years What do you remember now. about
3: that <laughs> game? What, what do you remember? I remember there was so much snow. Like, you couldn't really run. You couldn't really see uh, it was a crazy game, man, and uh, we found a way to win somehow, some way. Um, you know what it was? I think it was just playing against Detroit. This something about the Detroit Lions, man. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, we just You get a win out of there. Any uh-huh. surface. Any weather, any environment, we got to win. Oh man. You didn't have to go
8: there. You didn't have to go there. But listen, look at this dude, though. He's he's trying to be modest. I don't know what type of cleats you put on. I joke and say you put on the air yodelahihus because your your cleats was digging into that ground while we were slipping all over the place. But it's crazy, though, because we walk out and the field is just covered. You can't even see the grass. It's just all white. And this dude, LaShawn, was running through the white faster than Tony Montana in the last scene of Scarface. You know what I'm wow. saying? You want to play rock? Right. Okay. Say hello to my juke move. And he was just shaking the snot-sickles <laughs> off of defenders. But LaShawn, that was one of the greatest games I've ever seen by a running back in those, those, uh, those kind of conditions. Oh,
3: Nate, thank- appreciate that, man. It was crazy because like even like the timeouts, they were like had the snow blowers to see where the first down was. That was crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah. Hall of Fame. Let you talk about Hall of Fame. Nate. LaShawn McCoy Nate. deserves a Hall of Fame. That's yeah. a fact. Oh, I, I like when Nate's going with this one. <laughs>
2: Nate, in all the for games that your, that your lovely wife, Achoya, and your children attended, did you ever sit in the t- upper, t- upper row of any stadium, ever? ever?
8: Man, they did Jordan Love mama dirty. Man, hey, listen, they got to stop that. They can't have her up, up there in the nosebleeds. No wonder Jordan Love <laughs> was, was playing bad. He couldn't even see his mama. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Although she what is happy, that? though. i give her that. She's excited.
2: Nate Burleson, you are the best. She is mad. We will talk to you (laughs) later on this weekend. We'll talk to you Friday (laughs) with highlights from Thursday Night Football. Now, who stole the show in week nine? You heard Nate dish out his game ball. We've got ours and plenty of highlights coming your way right after this. Welcome to Good Morning Football.
0: (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: All right, you love a game against two teams that really need a win, and the Chargers come all the way from L.A. to Lincoln Financial Field. Justin Herbert gives a thumbs up, says we're ready to take this one, but the Eagles were game. It was really close. In a way, it might have been the best game of the weekend. Staley, Sirianni kind of lived up to the hype, but the Chargers win, Peter.
5: Yeah, the Giants taking on the Raiders. Obviously, we know a very, very difficult season for the Raiders players here that remain on this team. Raiders were only one for six in the red zone. They've now had five consecutive losses off a bye week. The Giants get the victory.
4: Fascinating to see what happens to the Raiders the rest of the season. I really don't know. And the Cardinals, look, they sit your two best players. You're going to take the loss here as an investment? No. Cardinals, roll. And
2: that brings us to highlighting some of our best performances of the weekend. Guys who earned our game balls for
5: Week 9. Shregs, kick us off. How about Colt McCoy? Talk about Colt? We got LaShawn McCoy on the show. He's my Third
3: third cousin. He's my third cousin now.
5: Third cousin, Colt McCoy. Dad's Your dad's oh, dad? Oh, my dad's side. Your dad's side. Yeah. So you grew up, okay, and he was in West Texas somehow. Yeah, there's right. Side, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Colt McCoy gets the nod. Everyone thought, all right, Kyler's going to go. He's going to go. He's gonna go. Colt McCoy took snaps with the ones all week long and was awesome yesterday. It was precise, and I loved having Mark Sanchez on the call because Mark Sanchez also was like, and this is not a end compliment, a great backup quarterback, like great in yeah. the room, <laughs> beloved by guys, and when called upon, could always deliver, and Colt McCoy... He did one of these last year. He went into <laughs> Seattle for the Giants over totally. the game. He did it countless times in other locations. Look, this is a guy who's played behind Kirk Cousins, Robert Griffin III, Colin Kaepernick, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, insert Kyler, and he goes in there and they don't miss a beat. I, I love, I mean, he have love to... Case Keenum two weeks ago when he came in Uh on short notice to fill in for Baker and won a Thursday night game. I don't know if Colt McCoy has to win another game. He might not have to ever play again this season. Mm -hmm. That win alone was so huge. Colt McCoy, we see you to be ready and go when called available, especially with a team that's been ravaged with COVID. Staying out of that, he mm-hmm. said in the, in the pre-production meeting, and Mark Sanchez was telling it, he was like, I was in a separate room from my family just in case yeah. Yeah. that I got this thing because yeah, I wasn't right. going to let my team down. Love Colt McCoy's performance. Colt, we see you. Great stuff from the 30-year-old, 34-year-old veteran. No Colt.
2: Kyler, no DeAndre. They also lose Chase Edmonds at the beginning of this game, and it was mm-hmm. huge. Colt did his thing, but James Conner really did his thing. You think I'm trying to suck up to you, Nick Chubb? Now I'm saying another pit running back. Kate-
3: like. Uh, Chase, he's from my hometown, Harrisburg. Is that right? Well, Got to give a, sh- a shout-out. Well, he was Evans.
2: out, and it was the James, yeah. Connor show, James Conner show. I love to see. We think alike. Yeah, he racked up 173 total yards, three touchdowns. Wow. The first time he's found the end zone, three times in a single game mm. in his entire career. I think it's pretty rare to score three touchdowns in a game. Guess how many times Lashawn McCoy did it in his career? Mm. Three. Three. Three different times, Lashawn awesome. McCoy All had to three touchdowns to in a game. Uh, but James Collins, this is about him. That's right, He's he did it. The game ball, and he was electric yesterday. He jump-started the whole offense. I think it's cool that he was kind of an afterthought as a free agent signing. We didn't really talk about it at the table. We didn't expect about season to be in a timeshare there with Chase Edmonds. He's not going to make a big impact for him. To make this big of an impact, and as Kyle alluded to, lead the entire league with touchdowns with 11, that's pretty cool.
4: J.C., J.C. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. My game ball goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars' Josh Allen. It's probably a huge pain in the ass to have the same name as an NFL star. (laughs) I really mean it. Sometimes you name your kid, and you just hope there's not another kid in their class with the same name. He's got another Josh A in his class. It's a huge annoyance. And he came out yesterday and said, enough of this. I'm tired of being the other Josh Allen. But he's far from the only person to ever have to do this. First of all, last night, David Long had an interception for the Titans. There's a David Long on the Rams. They didn't even yeah. talk about that last night. That's we have cool. some great ones. go to 2005. Roy Williams versus Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. Wow. And the basketball coach wasn't even out there on the field. OK, so there was three. 1997, this is a better one. I like this one a lot. Quarterback Todd Collins versus Ow. linebacker Todd Collins. How about baseball? The 2020 NLCS saw Dodgers catcher Will Smith hit a home run off Braves pitcher Will Smith. It's the first time in MLB history that goes yeah. back 700 years where a guy with the same name has hit one off. Um, 700. I'm sure everyone will remember the 1991 New York City Council election in which Jose Rivera ran against Jose Rivera. Nice. The 2012 wow. San Clemente City Council. Bob Baker versus Bob Baker. And you know when this happens a lot? Russian politics. Okay. 2021 Russian Legislative Assembly, Boris Visnevsky ran against two other Boris Visnevsky. What? And there's theories that they were changing their name and altering their appearance to look like the incumbent and Boris Vishnevsky, Russian <laughs> politics gets real. Uh, that's much different than Jacksonville football, yeah. but I also do want to shout out Yale football head coach Tony Reno, who is married to a lovely lady named Tony Reno, oh and Madison Bumgarner, the San Francisco Giants part- uh, pitcher, who allegedly once dated a girl in high school named Madison Bumgarner, which is... <laughs> Absolutely impossible, and yet he did it. Young love, Madison Bumgarner, Madison Bumgarner, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, my
5: game. I'm a fan of Hunter Renfro on the Red Sox. I love his work. They've you got- like him? Oh, he's a star They got to get him together. Yeah. There's two Hunter Renfros. What are the odds? That's, crazy. No, that's
3: great. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yes. Okay, well, my game ball doesn't have that. It's only one Teddy Bridgewater, right? Okay, that's right. Louisville superstar. I'm going Woo-hoo! with Teddy Bridgewater. He went all the way to Dallas and kicked butt. All week they talked about how great the Cowboys' offense was. On defense, they're getting all these picks. You know, Diggs is taking stuff to the crib, et cetera, et cetera. He didn't care about none of that. Mm-hmm, they traded their mm-hmm. best player, Von Miller, to the Rams, and all he did is came to Dallas, and he put up some big numbers. He had 249 yards. He was 19 for 28, mm-hmm. and he threw a touchdown, and he ran a touchdown. Mm. I'm loving what I've seen out of Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. I think that this team can make some, some different moves and win some more games. They're now with 5-4, and four, and then that division is really close. The Chiefs are not blowing them away. Mm -hmm. Chargers are not blowing them away. They're
2: they're a Mm -hmm. half game up. Good
3: job, Teddy Briswater. Good job,
5: Shady.
2: Tonight, we're wrapping up week nine. The Bears going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Oh, boy. A little Monday night football. Peter, what are you looking for
5: in this one? The number one defense in the league are the Pittsburgh Steelers. The number 32 offense in the league are the Chicago Bears. Oh, boy.
3: That's a great mixture. (laughs)
5: <laughs> not, great, not a great recipe for Chicago. Uh, I want to see what Pittsburgh does here because they're hot in a way that is not traditionally hot. They're not lighting teams up. They're not blowing teams out. They're winning teams by one score, and they're doing it with defense and the running game. Let's see if this defense can carry them some more. It's in Pittsburgh. Terrible towels will be going. You'll hear mm. Renegade, the whole thing. I've got the Steelers winning, but they don't blow teams out. They'll probably win by one score. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at
4: Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, and I imagine he's going to be looking across the field at Mike Tomlin tonight and be like, that's everything that we want to be. Sustained winning, a classic program. Mike Tomlin is a defensive coach. He coaches up that defense. Matt Nagy is an offensive coach. You heard what Peter just said about the offense. And I would also think Matt Nagy had to miss the last game. And if any time, because he had COVID, if any time he's had extra time on his hands to reflect or to game plan or brainstorm about some ingenuity with Justin Fields, this would be the week. A lot of eyes on him tonight. Can't get hammered, much less can't just have Justin Fields just stand there. I think it's a big night for Matt Nagy and the Bears coach. Essential PA guy.
3: Yeah, well, and I know him very, very well. Do you? Um, When I was with the Eagles, he was there. Sure. Mm -hmm. Extremely, extremely smart. Smart guy. But I'm going to go with the Steelers also, Peter. I think that um, they're playing with great defense. You're going against a rookie quarterback. He's not really efficient. He's not really playing well. He He runs well. But I think they should get this win. I went to school in Pittsburgh, and i tell you What? When the Steelers got that win against the Browns, Mm -hmm. that lit another fire to that team, to that city. So I expect them guys to be having a taos, running and racing mm-hmm. and going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a big win. I think Mike Tomlin gets a big win tonight.
2: Uh, I'm told, and I have it on very good authority, that friend of the show, Brett Michaels, is going to be performing prior to tonight's game to uh, honor active service duty members. Nice. Um, duty service members, rather, and uh, veterans as part of the NFL salute to service. I also have it on really good authority. He'll be on our show on Wednesday. Awesome. So, so definitely watch that tonight, but absolutely watch that on Wednesday here on our show.